Chapter One of Wilderness: A Journal of Quiet Adventure in Alaska by Rockwell Kent. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter One: Discovery. We must have been rowing for an hour across that seeming mile-wide stretch of water. The air is so clear in the north that one new to it is lost in the crowding of great heights and spaces distant peaks had risen over the lower mountains of the shore astern steep spruce-clad slopes confronted us all around was the wilderness a no-man's land of mountains or of cragged islands and southward the wide the limitless pacific ocean a calm blue summer's day and on we rode upon our search somewhere there must stand awaiting us as we had pictured it a little forgotten cabin one that some prospector or fisherman had built the cabin the grove the sheltered beach the spring or stream of fresh cold water we could have drawn it even to the view that it must overlook the sea and mountains and the glorious west we came to this new land a boy and a man entirely on a dreamer's search having had vision of a northern paradise we came to find it with less faith it might have seemed to us a hopeless thing exploring the unknown for what you've only dreamed was there doubt never crossed our minds to sail uncharted waters and follow virgin shores what a life for men as the new coast unfolds itself the imagination leaps into full vision of the human drama that there is imminent the grandeur of the ocean cliff is terrible with threat of shipwreck to that high ledge the wave may lift you there where that storm-dwarfed spruce has found a hold for half a century you perhaps could cling a hundred times a day you think of death or of escaping it by might and courage then at the first softening of the coast toward a cove or inlet you imagine all the mild beauties of a safe harbor the quiet water and the beach to land upon the house site a homestead of your own cleared land and pastures that look seaward now having crossed the bay thick wooded coast confronted us and we worked eastward toward a wide-mouth inlet of that shore but all at once there appeared as if from nowhere a little motor-driven dory coming toward us we hailed and drew together to converse it was an old man alone we told him frankly what we were and what we sought oh come with me he cried heartily come and i show you the place to live and he pointed oceanward where straight in the path of the sun stood the huge dark mountain mass of an island then seizing upon our line he towed us with him to the south the gentle breeze came up with prow high in the air we spanked the wavelets and the glistening spray flew over us on we went straight at the dazzling sun and we laughed to think that we were being carried we knew not where and all the while the strange old man spoke never a word nor turned his head 
driving us on as if he feared we might demand to be unloosed at last his island towered above us it was truly sheer-sided and immense and for all we could discover harbourless till in a moment rounding the great headland of its northern end the crescent arms of the harbour were about us and we were there what a scene twin lofty mountain masses flanked the entrance and from the back of these the land dipped downwards like a hammock swung between them its lowest point behind the centre of the crescent a clean and smooth dark pebbled beach went all around the bay the tide-line marked with driftwood gleaming bleached bones of trees fantastic roots and worn and shredded trunks above the beach a band of brilliant green and then the deep black spaces of the forest so huge was the scale of all of this that for some time we looked in vain for any habitation at last incredulously seeing what we had taken to be boulders assume the form of cabins the dories grounded and we leapt ashore and followed up the beach on to the level ground seeing and wondering with beating hearts and crying all the time to ourselves it isn't possible it isn't real there was a green grass lawn beneath our feet extending on one side under an orchard of neatly pruned alders to the mountain's base and on the other into the forest or along the shore in the midst of the clearing stood the old man's cabin he led us into it one little room neat and comfortable two windows south and west with a warm sun streaming through them a stove a table by the window with dishes piled neatly on it some shelves of food and one of books and papers a bunk with gaily striped blankets boots guns tools tobacco boxes a ladder to the storeroom in the loft and the old man himself a swede short round and sturdy head bald as though with a priestly tonsure high cheekbones and broad face full lips a sensitive small chin and his little eyes sparkled with good humour look this is all mine he was saying you can live here with me with me and nanny for by this time not only had the milk-goat nanny entered but a whole family of foolish-faced angoras father mother and child nosed among us or overturning what they could in search of food he took us to the fox corral a few yards from the house there were the blues in its far corner eyeing us askance we saw the old goat cabin built of logs and were told of a newer one an unused one down the shore and deeper in the woods but come he said with pride i show you my location notice i have done it all in the proper way and i will get my title from washington soon i have staked fifty acres it is all described in the notice i have posted and i would like to see anybody get that away from me by now we had reached the great spruce tree to whose trunk he had affixed a sort of roofed tablet or shrine to house the precious document but ah look the tablet was bare only that 
from a small nail in it hung a torn shred of paper billy nanny roared the old man in irritation and mock rage and he shook his fist at the foolish-looking culprits who regarded us this time wisely from a distance and now come to the lake we went down an avenue through the tall spruce trees the sun flecked our path and fired here and there a flame-coloured mushroom that blazed in the forest gloom right and left we saw deep vistas and straight ahead a broad and sunlit space a valley between hills there lay the lake it was a real lake broad and clean of many acres in extent and the whole mountainside lay mirrored in it with the purple zenith sky at our feet not a breath disturbed the surface not a ripple broke along the pebbly beach it was dead silent here but for maybe the far-off sound of surf and without motion but that high aloft two eagles soared with steady wings searching the mountain-tops ah supreme moment these are the times in life when nothing happens but in quietness the soul expands time pressed and we turned back show us that other cabin we must go the old man took us by a short cut to the cabin he had spoken of it stood in a darkly shadowed clearing a log cabin of ample size with a small doorway that you stooped to enter inside was dark but for a little opening to the west there were the stalls for goats coops for some belgian hares he had once kept a tin whirligig for squirrels hanging in the gable peak and underfoot a shaky floor covered with filth but i knew what the cabin might become i saw it once and said this is the place we'll live and then returning to our boat we shook hands on this great quick finding of the things we'd sought and since we could not stay then as he begged us to promised a speedy return with all our household goods olson's my name he said i need you here we'll make a go of it the south wind had risen and the whitecaps flew we crossed the bay pulling lustily for very joy reaching the other shore we saw too late crossing the bay in search of us the small white sail of the party that had brought us part way from the town so we turned and followed them until at last we met to their relief and the great satisfaction of our tired arms end of chapter one